For which I'll profit a rapper with creative control to sign a deal with the devil and lose his soul. My stillborn first expression is cold, like the faces of slave masters on a paid by fold. Subliminal racial supremacy choking me quick, like the bedtime stories of Joseph Smith. Lynch mob gunning for me, trying to murder my seeds. A shorty put him in the Nile in a basket of reeds. And now I stare into the future with a spiritual flashlight, wondering who the fuck was me in a past life. Bad diet, fuck raw, die young, fast life. Same as a crash flight that took off when the Music died on your last night. Tell them the truth, and they call you a traitor. Talk to them honestly, and they call you a hater. Losing my composure, cause the message is urgent. Talking reckless, drunk on the mic like Larry Merchant. Cursing at the serpent, Sumerian demons who brush their wings against the air that I'm breathing. A heathen with nothing left to believe in, even a reason for living. Now is forgiven by God and not religion. Envision Jesus risen from the dead like Horace in the Baptist church. Shaking off the rigor mortis. The border should be illegal instead of the people that were here before. The Bible and all of its sequels I speak to the detached and unrealistic That were born normal but turned socially autistic We resisted Homeland Security's mission Because I know what they really envisioned I am the high in the sky Looking at you to Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. It is Wednesday, February 14th, 2017, and I am coming at you recorded audio but live through journalisticrevolution.com, JREV Radio, and IPMNation.com. Now, before I get to my regularly scheduled weekly public meltdown, I think I'm going to start doing, like, a news thing involving my shit before I start. I don't know if I'll keep on doing this sort of thing, because at this point I've pretty much mixed the news section in with the rant section anyway, so... I don't know. This is a this is an evolving experience and I'm not precisely sure what direction it will take because essentially it matters uh more whether or not I'm pissed about a certain thing one week uh than it does what framework that I set up before uh with regard to how this content is coming out. At least it seems like that's the direction it's going to take and it seems fairly well received uh thus far. So I think I'm going to keep to this model. But that's enough administrative stuff for now. To get to that particular section, um, as some of you may know, because you may have been on journalisticrevolution.com before, this is a network. And I've been coming on American reality relatively um, steadily recently. And I'll be showing up on there again to discuss the New World Order and the Bilderberg Group uh, this Saturday. So there's a schedule there on the site. You can check that out. If you're not there yet, you can go there. Um, like if you're listening on IPMNation.com, you can check out the schedule uh, for American Reality on that site. And... Um, Essentially, like last time, I got into a shouting match with the host. This time, it's going to be recorded, so y'all can hear that shouting match on my YouTube, which is Jeremiah Talks, if you haven't already subscribed. But um, we got into a sh nice big shouting match over, like, whether or not anarchy would work. And, um, 
you know, because it started off on whether or not Trump was doing a good job, and I insisted he was doing a great job for the elites, which uh, ruffled some feathers. Um, so, but I hope to ruffle as many feathers as possible uh, in the course of my time being a professional asshole on the internet. So, you can listen live to my next appearance on American Reality uh, this Saturday. Uh, additionally, I haven't plugged this yet, and I really fucking should have, because, like, this is a project that has the potential to build up a fuck ton of steam. I got Chain Reaction Podcast, where iTunes and Google Play approved Jeremiah Mitchell, Andre Palm, and myself on Sundays uh, live... 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, we're thinking of doing, like, uh, midweek episodes if we can get enough steam. Uh, last week, we had James Baker, the open carry guy. I talked uh, on my radio show here, Moment of Rage, last week about the open carry guy who open carried into a police station and uh, turned a few heads on the international media. It's interesting because he... <laughs> Australia gives a shit. Uh, just as much of a shit as they need to collect their ad revenue for a crikey Americans, a scary people, aren't they? Uh, story, you know. So they get their shit, and they get their ad revenue, and they get a largely um, biased piece that makes it seem like these guys are just crazy nut jobs who decided to go in on a jaunt. But, um... <laughs> That's a, that's a separate subject. You know, I, I could go on for hours on my, you know, open carry beliefs because I believe open carry, concealed carry, whatever, people would be in a much better place if society was better armed and better trained to use those arms. Self-defense over any sort of community action is always preferable in my mind. But um, clearly the law... Enforcement officers there who don't understand the law um, would would disagree with that, you know. So, yeah, you can't you can't win them all. You can't even win half of them usually. But I hope James Baker wins this one because his lawyer seems to be pretty dead on when he describes it as an ambush. But anyway, that was last week's episode. This week's episode is on division. Now, I was going to make last week's episode about the divide between the left and right being purely a marketing scam designed by the elites to make sure that their agenda can always get pushed through. And I still have a lot of that material because it's part of something that I always talk about on the street with people that I physically interact with. That essentially we're all being controlled and lied to about it. It can seem much more like a choice when you're put into a small room and they tell you that you can be either a Democrat or a Republican that day, or, you know, one of the parties that will lose. And it can seem like a choice, you know, Democrats are civil liberties, but they're going to crack down on business that's terrible and overreaching. And Republicans are individual liberties, but they're going to spread the police in war. Well, it's all a scam. It's all a lie. And it's really obvious when you get there. But from the outside, the choice between the Democrats and Republicans can seem like you're deciding the fate of a nation and your decision, among many others can cost people a ton in terms of security, 
in terms of personal well-being. But Democrat and Republican presidents historically have not behaved very differently. I mean, it's amazing because you hear people talk about how Bush put us into Iraq when he didn't need to after September 11th. And it's oftentimes a leftist who's saying that. And that's true. Bush lied us into war with Iraq. There were no WMDs. The, quote, actionable intelligence was thin. Thin as fuck. And he threw us in there because the American people were totally fine with anything that seemed like it could take action against the people who flew planes into buildings and killed people. You know, that is, if the whole thing wasn't a controlled demolition, but that's a separate subject. And they didn't stop to look past the media shimmer, except a glowing example of a few of them. Uh, Alex Jones being one of them and his supporters who suspected from the start that the whole thing was a scam in one way or another. Alex Jones believing that 9-11 was directly orchestrated by U.S.-affiliated people, which, you know, there's a fantastic video from the Corbett Report. James Corbett and I would definitely recommend watching that video because he delves into it. 9-11, a conspiracy theory. He delves into it uh, more brilliantly than, than most people uh, that I've heard talk about it. And it's this just incisive bit of commentary. It's like five minutes long. But... The point is, only a small portion of America saw past the media shimmer that said, oh, you know what, this attack that we can't actually physically trace to Iraq in any meaningful way, this attack was clearly planned by a group that we've already decided is the uh, villain in this story. And this attack is proof that we need to go invade the Middle East. Well, how do we do that? Well, we lie to establish central footholds in Iraq. Well, the Americans that saw past it were still not perfect. And I would say that, if anything, only a small portion of them even got close. Because, essentially, it still had this divisive effect. And that's what the elites want. They want us divided against either our neighbors, or some brown person overseas, or the boogeyman that they talk about, uh, the next deadly thing that could kill your family. News at seven. They want that shit, at the forefront of your mind. And what they don't want is you to think, how is this all being controlled and manipulated in the background? They don't want you to think about the government-corporate relationships that really govern the world. They don't want you to think about the fact that Every major government and non-governmental organization, every major non-profit, and every major corporation, political campaign, think tank, and special interest group are connected to one another to fuck you over. They don't want you thinking about that. They want you to be so afraid to go outside that you never even speak to your next-door neighbor because they might be a terrorist. Or they might be a Mexican here to either steal your jobs or make it just as terrible here as it is there. Mm. They don't want you thinking 
anything that could go against their narrative. So you can see it. You can see it on the other side of this thin veneer of democracy and people's control through a shimmer of glass that grows thicker and thicker by the moment and will eventually get so thick that you can't see through it. But it's not that thick yet. You can watch these people. It's remarkably easy to see what they do. Remarkably easy. What you get is a collection of people that meet in secret once a year to really hash out details and then execute plans for how the world will be run over the next year past that. And they all have each other on practical speed dial. Now, you know, it might it might seem pretty insane if I said, like, every employee of these places is connected to everything, you know. But when you look at it, I mean, this chart, this Bilderberg Group chart, is, like, years old. I've been referring to it for years to show people how things are connected. And it's a Bilderberg Group chart you can find on a Business Insider article. Uh, and it was originally produced by InfoWars, Alex Jones. In his coverage of the Bilderberg Group and Endgame Blueprint for Global Enslavement was fantastic. But his chart, which is multiple years old, I would love an updated version so that I could see which bastards have come out of the woodwork now. Which corporations are deciding to join the scum, has a central point to it. It has the, like, Bilderberg Group official logo from, like, their websites and publications now that it's more than just a conspiracy theory. And, you know, well, at least what the CIA would love you to think of as a conspiracy theory. And is now more of a well-established fact where they're hiding in plain sight and taunting you in public, has their their logo at the center, and, and it has a core group of representatives from all these major organizations and Bilderberg-affiliated groups. And all of these people uh, had a stake in that year's game. And if you watch it, if you watch the secret meeting, and watch how everything comes neatly in line with these corporations vying for control of public interest, you can then see sort of the chaos points in the background where they incite something at a convenient time, where there's a really common thing that happens, like you know, terrorism overseas, that they can flash in front of your face as if it's a new experience. Go to antiwar.com, please, for the love of fuck, go to antiwar.com as many times as you can, and watch basically live as the globalists kill people overseas. Watch as that terror comes home. Antiwar.com has a ton of articles on how the majority of so-called terrorism is basically a result of blowback from U.S. foreign policy. And it's true. Because those corporations and government officials and all that that meet at the Bilderberg meetings all have a stake in it. They all have a stake in making sure that the war machine keeps going and that the local police departments can get kickbacks in the form of fully trained operatives that can take that war home effectively becoming the troops that it would be unconstitutional to have on soil 
giving them nice little military toys, like MRAPs and Stingrays. And these people that have a stake in it have a stake in getting you to be against each other, against your neighbors, against your family, against the guy in a different city than you that just got imported here from overseas. So I'll be real clear when I say that if they tell you that a policy they've put in place is for your own good, know that that's precisely the kind of thing that's going to get you to be very angry with somebody who's not them when it goes wrong. For instance, let's take a look at the justification for Trump's presidency, practically, but more specifically, the border wall and the hostility toward large amounts of Latino immigrants that happen to have not filled out their proper government permission slips for living on land or working there. These immigration problems are not caused at their root by immigration itself. The idea that people from a third world country can destroy the most powerful nation on earth simply by moving here should be suspicious from the start. The idea that using the resources that this country has plunged $20 trillion in debt, well, close to it, to, to aff quote, afford, which is just code for throw that on the future generations because we don't give a shit, could cause this country any financial hardship that the mass production of military weapons to spread a global empire couldn't should raise a few eyebrows. But uh, I uh, made a Facebook post recently that I think reasonably sums up my ideas on this subject. Quote, Immigration problems is a misnomer. The source problem is with the way the United States and its allies have treated other countries. Want to bomb a country without a popular uprising against your local military presence? Better have a refugee program for those afflicted. Want to move all mass production to the third world? Make America the land of opportunity so the most intelligent leave their countries. Want cheap labor from local countries? Better encourage corrupt politicians and a loose border so the locals leave for, quote, better places. If you start to think of the world as a huge semi-feudal corporation instead of many countries, immigration turns into a caste system. Born on the wrong piece of dirt, you'll still serve U.S. interest. They'll give you a career aligned with the poverty level of your country. If you're lucky, you won't even need to emigrate for the good life. Be born into the proper political connections and betray your people. Point is this. If you want the source of U.S. immigration, quote, problems, look no further than U.S. policy. It ain't your neighbor, pal. See, this is what the elites thrive on. The idea that no matter what they do, we'll never be united enough to reasonably oppose them. You know, like, people say that this nation is great. If they're wearing Walmart clothes while they're saying that, 
then the only reason this nation is so great to begin with, in massive quotes, is that there are so many regulations hostile to the creation and rise of small businesses or, I guess, non-business entities, that business has effectively been shipped overseas, almost all of it, and the sort of despicable living conditions over there were we to acknowledge the faults of the U.S. and try to move away from that sort of government, move away from this global corruption system, that would either have to come home or we would have to change so that it wasn't that bad anywhere. This place has forever and likely until we get to a society free from government, free from corporatist collusion, free from globalist psychopaths, likely always will be built on the backs of people that the power structure deems lesser. It's okay that some sweatshop worker made your entire clothing uh, line. It's okay that they made your children's toys, even though their children probably can't afford them. It's okay. It's okay that the U.S. government bombs people overseas. It's okay that they exploit their resources and then claim that they were over there to establish regional stability or to fight for our freedom. It's all okay because it's happening over there. Because those people aren't my people. My people are American. Those people are Yemeni or Indian or something. People in the first world, even the most radical workers reformers, often forget the cardinal rule that the U.S. will always be the bourgeoisie of the world. We are the 1% here. We have had it great. And a good deal of the rest of the world hasn't. So of course the U.S. would have a system to offset the pressure created by this sort of violence. Of course they would want this pressure system to release things slowly in a drip rather than in cascades, because if cascades happen, revolutions happen. If people in those local territories realized that the people that might be stamping their visa might be partially responsible for the reason that they had to leave the place they grew up in, there might be more unity. If the people here realized the impact they had on the rest of the world simply by not paying attention to the way things connect, to the people that have effectively made their life very easy at the expense of many others, realized their place in that, they might have more unity with the rest of the world and against them. We can't have that. We need a people cowed into fighting one another rather than the support system that's also the system that brings them down the hardest.
government is like a psychopath that breaks your kneecaps and hands you a wheelchair and says, you wouldn't be getting around so well without us. They've crippled the world and forced this crippled world to rely on their global structures to live. They've put it in a coma and said, you do what we say or we'll pull the plug on your life support. And we let it happen because we're divided against each other. Left or right, nothing else. And then you start to realize, well, what else is part of their connections? Well, I would recommend that you look in to Clinton, the president, as more than the guy who got his dick sucked. I recommend you look into what he was doing around that time. And if you do, you'll find out, oh yeah, he was bombing a Sudanese pharmaceutical factory over thoughts of WMDs. WMDs, the ultimate distraction from status tyranny, struck that pharmaceutical factory, thus eventually resulting in the deaths of an estimated 30,000 people. Similarly, in the Soviet-Afghan conflict, which you can look up, the CIA was sent in to radicalize Mujahideen against the Soviets because it's easier to divide people against people in their local region than it is to send your troops over and fill out a bunch of paperwork. So they taught them how to make their first IEDs. They taught them basic troop movement tactics. They trained what would eventually become the terrorists of today, the Al-Qaeda's and Nusra's the IS, the ISILs, the ISISs, and whatever else it'll be changing its name to next when the government psyops decide that the media has been paying too much attention to one. And they said, yeah, these Soviets, these are the bad guys. Fight them. Sound familiar? The DNC was leaking like a sieve on purpose. The elites wanted this distraction. But then they wanted to blame the Russians and connect it to Trump. Why? So that the Democrats would be against the Republicans instead of just Trump. They put Pizzagate on the medium back burner and said essentially don't look into this too much. Why? So that Republicans would hate the Democrats instead of Hillary specifically. And that's just like the party division. They can get us fighting each other and we won't fight them. I've been covering this sort of thing during this show for some time now, but it cannot be said enough. It cannot be said enough that we are being led like sheep. These people are responsible for the spread of a global empire that kills people that deforms babies with depleted uranium, that destroys local landscapes, that has a drone bombing program where people with video game controllers essentially can pilot death machines that can silently take people out and then fly away without a trace. 
and those drones are coming home. They're familiarizing us with those drones, along with the surveillance technology. Do you know that Facebook is building 3D images of human faces? Did you know that their original funding sources and their perpetual uh, data collection, uh, therefore, is affiliated with the CIA and DARPA? Probably not. Well, I mean, if you're listening to this show, maybe. But these people have it on lock. These people will always get their pockets filled. These people will always get their agenda pushed through. No matter whether Trump is in office or not. Trump is there as part of the show. And he's very good at it because he's in show business. Hillary was the villain. They built up the crooked witch. And... The Republicans got to sing Ding Dong the Witch is Dead after she, quote, lost. Well, of course she lost. It's sort of like you already have a bachelorette at the beginning of the season. They've already decided who, is, who's, who it's going to be. They've already written the plot. It's a romance, not a reality show. There's nothing real about the bulk of, quote, reality television. There's nothing real about the bulk of television, period. Local news? Horse shit. National news? Even bigger horse shit, since they have to stack it on top of itself. Multiple layers of lies and obfuscations. And divisive tactics designed to keep you controlled. And all of this works to the benefit of the elites because they don't have to lift a finger. They know the people will fight each other instead of them and it'll be totally acceptable when they have to go kill their neighbor because, well, they looked like the terrorists that I saw on the news. Or fight their neighbor because, well, he's a Mexican and he didn't come here signing any papers and even though he picks my fruit... You know what? I don't give a shit. I want legal immigrants, as if somehow that's an ethical standard. Man. <laughs> Instead of thinking, we are now told that thinking is only acceptable when you do it in a certain way. Everybody needs a safe space and Republicans are no exception. Because, get this, the left and right march? Yeah, Bush was a warmonger. But so was Clinton. And Bush daddy wanted a new world order. He said so. Reagan and his war on drugs, which required a massive global empire? Nixon and his troop surge into Vietnam? FDR dropping two bombs on Japanese cities? Clinton bombing a Sudanese pharmaceutical factory and having a huge amount of other um, tragedies under his watch in the Middle East. Just look up ICBMs, Clinton. You'll find the scandals. Obama killing the first American citizen for political reasons and... Instead of saying, geez, what an unconstitutional waste of human life, the media just puppets the narrative that this guy was dangerous. And people believe him. Because Obama could never do wrong. He was hope and change, baby. And now Trump is in. He's going to make America great again in another useless, worthless platitude that doesn't mean anything, but people latched onto it because guess what? Instead of looking into the issues, which would mean that they would have to oppose the U.S. government if they had a shred of ethical dignity, 
They just, most of them anyway, some of them do have really good reasons to support him, uh, at least in terms of thinking it through. Most of them supported him because they liked him better than Hillary, or because MAGA. Not precisely knowing when America was great, what they were going to return it to, but MAGA anyway. MAGA 3X. MAGA Infinity. MAGA Forever. And they just divide us with these worthless ideas. Which I hate to even call them that. I mean... I'd ask what happened to a house divided against itself cannot stand, but I know what happened. What happened was it became very profitable to say, I'm a centrist. It became very profitable to say, um, don't get too invested in politics and religion because those subjects are taboo. It became very profitable for the people to say, fuck it, I'd rather just listen to my pop music. Industry is controlled, and they know it. But instead of really delving into this shit, people just, they get to gloss over it. Because there's a safety net for them to do so. Because there's a giant global monopoly that says they can do literally whatever they want as long as it looks like they're fighting somebody. Oh, I'm on I'm on team Hillary. I'm with her. Why? Oh, well because Trump is a racist, sexist, misogynist, homophobe and I don't want fascism. Well, prove any of that? Um Name one of his policies. Um, uh, and Trump supporters clinging to Hillary's health and the idea that she lied a lot, which she did, but failing to appreciate the ideas that she and her base were most fueled by thus widening the divide that will be exploited for a leftist presidency in eight years to make it seem legitimate. And nobody sees the writing on the wall. Nobody sees that, yeah, all of this is pretty much controlled. And the stuff that isn't will be shortly. Because it's not that hard. It's not difficult to use an existing system the way it was meant to be used. And the existing system of power was designed to be used for the benefit of the elites every single time. The founders crushed a tax rebellion after they had a supposed tax rebellion. England didn't lose the Revolutionary War because, essentially, America behaved precisely the way England did, just with different flags. That's why the South couldn't secede. It wasn't because of racism. It wasn't because of slavery. That was exploited last minute. The South couldn't secede because that was part of the U.S. Empire and they weren't going to have anything different. And it should bother people that every major conflict for years now can be traced back to the CIA effectively in terms of funding, in terms of training, in terms of intelligence itself. Oh, WMDs were found in another place, but that place was also a place where the dollar was just rejected as a form of currency. That place was another place that they refused to play ball in the way that the elites wanted them to. Guess that place could use some freedom, 
because we wouldn't want those WMDs to to fall into the wrong hands. It's all a show. It's very obviously a show. There are scripted villains. Scripted heroes. And the choice between Democrat and Republican amounts to nothing more than the vaguely cliched choice between Coke and Pepsi. Okay, extremely cliched. But the point is that it's just different flavors of the same thing. It's just different feet with the same boots on the same thug. These people operate for the interests of people that aren't your friends. You want division? You want the real excitement? That is the war against the New World Order. But that's not what people want because that's not what they've been told to want. That's not what their school system has told them is favorable. That's not what the media tells them is favorable. Favorable. What they've been told is favorable is the fight between them and their neighbors, between them and immigrants, between them and brown people overseas, invisible boogeymen with turbans. That's where they think the war is. They don't see that the war is all around them. That the war is being waged as soon as they walk into a supermarket. And that's the problem. I really can't stress it enough. Anytime the elites are telling you to do something, it's because they have a plan. And notice... The textbooks would have you look at the first hundred days of a presidency. As if that's what defines the presidency. Well, of course it does. That's because they don't want you to look at the last hundred days of the last president. They don't want you to look at the fact that essentially the only thing that's happening is a ramping up of policies that already existed to benefit the people in power so that when that power changes hands, they can remain just as authoritarian as they always were. They don't want you thinking about that. Because if you do, you might realize that the enemy isn't down the street. It's the guy in the suit on the television telling you to buy something that you don't need with a job you hate under a government you can't see. Freedom has been choked out. We don't have freedom anymore. If you think you do, try breaking one of the government's many laws and getting away with it. You can't. It'll always come back. And when it doesn't, it's because you got lucky. You were an exception to the rule. And unless you agree with every government law, supporting government is no more reasonable than directly supporting terrorism. Because let me tell you, one person's freedom fighter is another person's terrorist. Especially when that person wears a uniform that represents somebody's downfall. But anyway, it is Valentine's Day. And all this talk of division... Ignores the unity that some people may be experiencing today. So, the first track that played you in was Immortal Techniques' Eye in the Sky from the Martyr album. And in order to play you out, I'll, uh, I'll play Crazy Sexy Rebel, a new track by the Free Knots. Just remember, if you think something is too evil to be real, it's probably being used to divide you. Practice some unity this week. And try to think of your neighbor as your neighbor, 
instead of some foreign entity to be treated with hostility, disrespect, or any sort of negative emotion. Talk to people. Network. Don't let your mind be controlled by the people who would destroy you if you started to oppose them. Because, believe me, the enemies are all around you. Anyway. I hope to see you all next week on Moment of Rage. This has been Jeremiah Harding signing out. I like a, I like a rebel chick, and she hella fit. She an activist, anti-establishment. Got a rocker look, make a blue collar empty his pocketbook. He in love with the thrill, but she don't love him. She in love with the world. Sexy tattoos on the back of the girl. Yeah, she is single, but don't wanna mingle. You give her your number, she give middle finger like yeah. Tell me where have you been all in my life? You a libertarian, is that right? I don't wanna talk about no politics. Cool, let you sugar, let me and you mix. Get together, I treat you right, but not like Cinderella. You a sexy, independent, intellectual. I hope your unmentionables are edible and credible. I live against the grain, so that's the type of girl I need. Girl, a real deal rebel, she be living in anarchy. And I'ma do the same, and we'll be rolling, rolling, rolling. It ain't no one around that can hold up, hold up, hold up. I say, hold up, baby, hold up, baby, got me riding around on motorbikes. I say, hold up, baby, hold up, baby, that's the only type of girl I like. I say, hold up, baby, hold up, baby, I've been waiting for you all my life. You gon' need more than some money in the chain to get em. Uh -huh. Say, step your game up or forget her. Yeah. You gotta be about that NAP to fuck with her. She an inner cold chick always and forever. Yeah. You checking that circle A tat on her arm. Uh -huh. Don't get a fuck, no cause for alarm. Nah. No Molotovs here, just yeah. a little bit of fucking law here. Yeah. We about peace so we're all clear. Okay. Body got the dime, but her mind is a weapon. Uh -huh. You gotta understand what she reppin'. Studying Spooner, what? studying Rock Bar, what? studying Mises. What? And the debate should tell you the pieces. Yeah. She ride or die even if you fuck with weight. When the police come, she ain't got much to say. Nah. Game recognized, game give me just a taste. And I'm I'ma give it to her like I'm trying to fuck the state okay? I live against the grain, so that's the type of girl I need Girl, a real deal rebel, she be living in anarchy And I'ma do the same, and we'll be rolling, rolling, rolling It ain't no one around that can hold her, hold her, hold her I say, hold up, baby, hold up, baby, got me riding around on motorbikes I say, hold up, baby, hold up, baby, that's the only type of girl I like I say, hold up, baby, hold up, baby, I've been waiting for you all my life So that's the type of girl I need girl, A real deal rebel, she be living